0: This episode of Common Denominator brought to you by Blockbuster. Are you tired of having to stream movies and shows? Is it too much trouble scanning through the list on your TV? Well, Blockbuster is the solution you've been looking for this whole time. If you're like me, I love making various stops on my way home from work, and now you can add Blockbuster to that list. Come wander up and down our aisles and settle for your tenth option because all the big titles are already out. If you mention this ad, you can get half off your next Atari game rental. That's right, half off your next Atari game rental. And don't forget to please be kind and rewind.
1: Alright,
2: welcome into the show guys we had a blast uh, at our corporate retreat a couple weeks ago but we're back it's a room full of testosterone no wives no ladies we're back in adam's bonus room and we're getting ready to have a blast on today's episode we're going to do a new segment called the two minute drill we are going to go back to our boom roasted segment and we're going to bring back the beloved bunker draft and reset that back up i know you guys have been missing it and then finally uh, as we finished last episode it was kind of a heavy moment with Lance and Timmy, and, and hearing some of the the conflicts that they've had in their marriage around Lance bonding with his children, and so it just made us think about just our, our first time as dads. And so we're going to talk a little bit and share a, a few of those moments with you guys today. Before we get into the show, Jansen, tell them how they can continue to support us.
1: Please check us out at Twitter, Instagram, or and Facebook, or on our website at CommonPod.com. Let's roll.
2: Here's our brand new segment called the two minute drill. We've gotten some feedback from the audience that probably the main thing that they want that they're struggling with is putting names with faces and understanding who's talking with with six of us in the room. So we thought we'd take an opportunity to get to know each other a little bit, or let the audience get to know us a little bit better. The rules of the game are going to go like this we're going to pick a name out of a hat. That person that gets picked is gonna get asked questions for two minutes straight. We're gonna do this for six straight weeks so that the audience gets to know each of us a little bit more. But as being men, it's a competition. Everything's a competition. So we've added a little bit of a competition flavor to this game. We're gonna keep up with how many questions each person is able to answer each week. So for example, if Kyle is only able to answer 15 questions, and every other person answers more than 15, he will be the loser. And I get kicked off the podcast. <laughs> you will receive a punishment. The punishment is going to be called the will of water. It's a creative app that it allows us to determine how we're going to douse you with a cup of water. And so the, the person with the highest amount of questions answered will have the honor of dousing Kyle with a cup of water. Does everybody understand the rules?
3: I'm not comfortable with me already being picked to lose with this deal.
2: Well, I Kyle, I'm it's just because you're straight against it oh, okay. uh, right across the table. Okay, we know ahead. you're not going to lose. Okay. You're a winner.
3: All right, yeah, born winner.
2: Lance, I see he's got the hat with the, the names. Very Let's make a pick. Very got high the hat. tech. Very Kyle, high
3: will take. you be my Vanna White? And the winner is our beloved producer, Adam. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. There, yeah. We, yeah. Go. there <laughs> we go. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was going
4: to happen. He's always first. <laughs> always
3: first. <laughs> Wins every drawing.
4: Great.
2: Who's got a timer? I got the timer ready to go. This is the first time we're doing this, so I want to make sure Adam has a fair chance. Adam, Thank this you. is a speed game. Your answers need to be less than one sentence. Some of them would just be one or two words. Are you ready? No. <laughs> All right, ready? I'm ready. clock starts All right, on right. Me. Daniel, tell us when to start.
3: All right, starts on me. Ready?
2: Down, sit, hut. What's your middle name? Andrew. What do you do for a living? Sales. Are you a front wiper or a back wiper? Back, obviously. How many wives do you have? 1. What's her name? Julia. How long have you been married? 14 years. How old are your kids? 8, 4 and 8. If you had to trust one of us with rescuing one of your children from a ravine, who would it be? Ryan. Thank you. She's do you taller. have any do you have any tattoos? No. If you had to get a tattoo today, what would it be? Common denominators Woo! logo. All right. What's the last movie you cried in? Titanic. What's your favorite <laughs> What's your favorite fast food chain? Chick-fil-A. How much money would it take you to eat dog food for a week? Two mil. Two what? Two million. If you could have any job in the world, what would it be? Any what? Any job in the world, what would it be? Photographer. If you could watch only one sports team for the rest of your life, which team would it be? Balls. Who's hotter, Marianne or Ginger? Ginger. Mashed potatoes, with or without gravy? No gravy. How long would it take you to cut off your own leg in a survival situation? It'd take a long time. Hour. What is your favorite podcast other than ours? Jim Room. Have you ever been to a movie alone? Yes. Would you rather eat a large earthworm or a cockro- cockroach? Earthworm. What is your top bucket list item? To.
0: <laughs>
4: Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, I had nothing on
0: that <laughs> one. Sacked at the 10-yard line. Great job, Adam. 21 yeah. answered questions. That's, that's fantastic. 21.
5: 21.
2: So there's a lot of excitement around the podcast, and a lot of you guys are asking about how we're doing, how we're measuring our success. And so, as always, you know, we say thank you multiple times during episodes, so we, all, we want to continue to say that. Our biggest celebration that we have right now is we have just reached over 2,000 downloads uh, through episode five, which is amazing. It just, you know, we've said this multiple times, but it's far exceeded our expectations and we appreciate y'all's support and we, we love that you guys are loving what we're doing. But we always like to counteract that with a little segment that we call. Boom, roasted. Adam, why don't you get us started?
4: All right, I'm going to start off with uh, roasting Lance for using his ultra-deep, very white voice. It was a little creepy, but uh, he got the job done. It was an interesting episode, and uh, he did good as a TV announcer. So way to go,
0: Lance. Thank you. So you don't like my deep game show host (laughs) voice? It's creepy. Well, the ladies sure seem to like it. (laughs)
3: I'm going to have to go on the full attack of my man, Daniel. I'm still a little floored that he survived all those years not knowing how to cook ground beef. That's that's very scary. That's a lot of mac
5: and cheese, dude. Hey, It, it was a lot of mac and cheese, and my body's still paying for it. <laughs> uh, I want to return the favor on Kyle right there. Uh, I had the privilege of editing episode four, and at the end when I was going through Kyle's great Bible time that he always does at the end, uh, I came across this little gym. So we had a blast
3: doing it with our wives. They did a great job. How dare you slander
5: <laughs> Bible time.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it, but, but cutting it right there just made it sound amazing. I want to thank and roast Lance at the same time. Come on, man. Thank you for reminding all of us men what not to do. In the uh, episode four for the pet peeves, you actually told on yourself, Timmy had no idea that you peed in the shower. Probably because you've never peed in the shower when Timmy was in the shower with you. The look <laughs> on her face let us yeah. The look on your on her face let us know that you told on yourself. And as a man we all know That's You don't a keep it to yourself or right yeah. there.
5: Lance loves those golden showers.
2: <laughs>
4: it was worth the look on her face. R though. Kelly style.
5: Boom. Roasted All right, guys, we've taken the last couple episodes off of our bunker drafts, and we actually had some disappointed listeners that were like, hey, what happened to it? So we're going to add a couple more people to our bunker today. But just to recap, since it's been a little while, each of us right now have a character from The Office, a Tom Hanks character, a TV dad, and a professional athlete in our bunker right now. Uh, Some, i got to be honest, are a little bit better than others, uh, but we'll see if things even out as we go on today uh, so I'll generate a random list right here and see who gets the first pick and then we're gonna go around and get two more picks today today the first round we're picking a TV kid alright we're gonna be talking about kids in a little while and we've talked about our, our, our offspring in the last couple episodes so this is a famous TV kid and then the second round is gonna be a TV or movie pet just
3: what I wanted a kid busting in on all
5: me and my hot chicks in the bunker. (laughs) (laughs) First pick in this round for TV kid goes to
0: Lance. Alright I was really hoping I was not gonna get the first pick here because for me there's not really a clear number one but just a quick recap so so far in the bunker I've got Robert California I've got Walter White I've got Woody and at
5: least Woody will have somebody to play with (laughs) after this pick.
0: (laughs) And I also have what was our fourth category? Professional athlete. Oh, yeah, Simone Biles in the uh, bunker. So pretty solid bunker so far. And so to the bunker, we're going to add another lady, another uh, girl here. And I don't even know if a lot of y'all watch this show, so you may just think I'm crazy for this pick, but I think it's going to connect with a lot of people. So my pick is Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. She is the daughter of Ned Stark. She is trained in a lot of weaponry. She is a silent assassin and just an overall awesome warrior so you guys are looking at me like you have no idea who this is
3: I <laughs> out i've
5: never watched i don't that, even so. know if she's a kid how old is this how old well, is
0: she she's probably like i don't know 15 now in the show but she started out a little bit younger obviously
5: all right so the next pick is me and in my bunker right now i've got pam beasley from the office coach taylor from friday night lights uh sully sullen the guy that landed the plane on the hudson and from a tom hanks movie and then serena williams is my professional athlete and so for the kid uh i'm going for somebody that can help us out somebody that's smart somebody that's brilliant and that's got to be none other than doogie Hauser. oh no.
2: nice pick Yep, here goes my list
5: uh so next pick
1: goes to jansen okay currently in my bunker from the office i've got angela TV dad, I've got Jack Bauer. Tom Hanks movie, I've got Captain Miller from Saving Private Ryan. And my professional athlete is Maria Sharapova. For my TV kid, struggled with this one, um, but I'm going with Bobby Hill. Yes, he's animated. <laughs> oh, but nice. Bobby's a good kid, bobber. he's helpful, and um, he knows you know, he knows propane I was fixing to say,
3: he's probably yeah, picked up on some propane, propane accessories, accessories. That's right. accessories yeah. That's a smart move. So I'm going with Bobby Hill. Good.
5: That's Great nice. pick. Excellent pick with Bobby. Uh, pick number four of this round is
4: Adam Ray. I cannot believe y'all have forgotten about the best TV kid. But first, uh, in my bunker, I've got none other than Bob Vance with Vance Refrigeration. Reasons. My TV dad is Herschel from Walking Dead. My Tom Hanks character is Chuck Nolan. From Castaway, and my pro athlete is the Bo Jackson. Uh, I'm gonna keep it in The Walking Dead and go with Carl, otherwise known as Coral. Coral. Uh, I mean, how can you not go with that kid? I mean, he shouldn't even be dead. Let's just be honest. I mean, the kid should. If he didn't have a career outside of Walking Dead, he'd still be alive. Coral. So you really like. Picking people with disadvantages because Carl. Carl has one eye. <laughs> Pretty cool eye eye. Yeah, but he kicks a major tail even before and after his one eye.
2: So Fair enough. Good Coral.
5: Pick. Good pick. Coral.
2: Pick number five in this round,
5: Ryan. Good
3: grief. Could I go that? All
2: right. Well, obviously, I've missed the best pick. Um, let me start with who I've got. Well, From the office, I've got Dwight Schrute, the beet farmer. Rounded him out with TV Dad from Roseanne, Dan Connor. I remind you, he is a mechanic and a contractor <laughs> before you make fun of him. I've got, from a Tom Hanks movie, I've got Paul Hedgecombe from The Green Mile. And then I've rounded out with the only female in my bunker, professional athlete, Ronda Rousey. So, TV show kids or movie kids. I've got to go uh, with Hermani Granger. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced her name right, but I'm, I was close. If you don't know who that is, she's from Harry Potter. She is the smartest of the kids uh, on in Harry Potter, and she's also a magician. Magicians can do lots of things. When you're in a bunker, you need a lot of things, and I think she can provide. She may be able to, able to put a spell to produce humans. I don't know. Right. I just know she's going to be the most useful.
5: There's some
3: potential.
2: There yeah. Out of all the children yeah. that have been picked, she is the best. And, and look,
3: I, seeing somebody pull a rabbit out of a hat never gets old, so it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> she can pull a nickel out from behind your ear. Yeah, all <laughs> yeah.
3: kinds
0: <laughs> of <laughs> <great>. card tricks. <laughs> it's a good pick. I've never seen Harry Potter, full disclosure.
3: Mm. I, only, I never have either. Never read a book. Never there's seen only 12 oh. of them, so like, that's something like that. That leaves me, then, right? That is correct. Close Uh, us out here. In my bunker, I've got the very hot but annoying Aaron. I've got everybody's grumpy favorite TV dad from the 50s, Archie Bunker, 60s, whenever it was. Hey,
4: I went to ask you, is that because it's a bunker you went with Archie Bunker? I guess. It was some kind of... I mean, because that's brilliant. It was some kind of... Stupid, but brilliant.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was some sort of Freudian thing. I don't know. I still support it more than I do... uh, a, Shut up and do your a, pick. I hate air guy with a number one pick. Um, I got Jimmy Dugan. Feel good about that pick. We have got uh, professional golfer Annika Sornstein. I This one fell all the way to six. This is value pick right here, ladies and gentlemen. This was number one on my list. I've got to go with Kevin from Home Alone. Is there any more resourceful kid with less to work with? I mean, he took paint cans and pencils and basically destroyed two
2: home invader so he's he's. hopefully you have some micro machines laying around the have, well, i'm sure we probably <laughs> will
3: yeah i mean anything we could get i maybe could call over your bunker and get some
5: magically made <laughs> so i could borrow them but yeah that uh that's my pick excellent pick
6: excellent pick.
5: pick all right so we're going to snake the draft so kyle you'll start off this next round and we're picking sticking with the tv movie theme but this time going to something a little different our first non-human elements in the show so we're going with tv and movie pets
3: all right so i feel good about this one this this fell right for me the draft's going good i am going with a classic here for multiple reasons i'm going to go with mr ed the talking horse (laughs) one he can talk so we can conversate two i can use him functionally to ride around places move a little faster i don't have to walk everywhere and three if disaster hits i'll eat him so that's how i'm going with mr ed
2: all the listeners who enjoyed your Archie Bunker pick yes. will also enjoy that Mr. Yes. Ed pick.
3: I've really found my demographic
5: <laughs> is the older generation, so I'm sticking with it. Uh, reversing Wait. the order here, we're going back to Ryan for the next pick in this round.
2: Let me go ahead and get the judge on alert here. All right, I'm ready. What Controversial. You got? Let me already? go ahead and try to sell, like like Lance did for Woody. When I typed in Google movie pets, this came back. So I'm going to throw out Yoda mastery <laughs> <It's true. laughs> uh, I can't even say it with a straight face oh, okay. that is not are a you, pet. are you sure you didn't type it into Bane that sounds
5: more like something Bane would, would, would give you uh, Google knows better Yeah, yeah Google's better than that
2: should I continue, or is, is Master Yoda gonna Let's pass? Let's hear the reason. Let's hear his reasoning. If you if
5: you can justify it, but yeah. I I'm gonna have a am going to have think He's I'm gonna have a hard time. Human. Get your work cut out for you. You might have to
3: take this one to the Supreme Court. It's not Woody.
2: Yeah. Okay, I can't justify it, so let me move on. Judge me by <laughs> to, my beard, <peace>, do you? <laughs> I'm gonna move on to a dragon by the name of Toothless. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know who toothless is Solid pick. he is from the movie how to train your dragon you really just need to know that he's a dragon that's all you need to know you Can fly. Can he's pretty small for a dragon he's friendly people friendly almost like a Labrador he can fly he can destroy your enemies with a with a flame I mean there's nothing this is a great pick I feel great about it I felt like my bunker went from middle of the pack to uh, I think it's at the top after this draft
1: how big are our bunkers? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Your bunkers are pretty cramped at this point. <laughs>
5: You've got a fat guy and a dragon. <laughs> so, uh, keeping on going, next pick, Mister Ray.
4: I'm going to go with everybody's favorite pet, Lassie. Uh, Kyle's listeners will really appreciate this. Yes. Lassie was a very <laughs> smart dog <laughs> who could easily recognize danger, and she rescued hundreds of people. So, uh, how could you not love Lassie? She could. She could understand English. Lassie
3: disclosure, I was two on my list, so, yeah, mm-hmm. in my wheelhouse.
5: You're welcome. All right, moving on around, Jansen, you got the next pick. Oh, Adam stole my pet.
1: I was going to go with Lassie also. You know what? In the same vein, I'm going to go with Comet from Full House. Also a golden retriever, also very nice. intelligent, loyal, um, and I believe he found Michelle when she was lost once. Don't quote me on
5: that, but <laughs> sounds good to me. I think that sounds about right. Nice. All right, pick five in this round. It's just Lance and I left. Uh, and I may be going off the board here, but for Christmas every year growing up, I... You're not going to say Chewbacca, are you? No. no, <laughs> go, go on with Chewy. No, uh, I asked for a, uh, a chimpanzee every year for Christmas. Uh, obviously, I never got one. Uh, but I'm not going to go with a chimp. Uh, a little bit different. It's not an ape, but it's a member of the primate family. I'm just going for sheer entertainment and fun. So I'm going with Marcel... Uh, the little monkey from Friends, Ross's monkey, uh, just to have something around to play with and enjoy and and liven things up. So really no practical purpose other than just keeping us entertained in the bunker.
0: And Lance,
5: round us out with the last pet.
0: All right, so last pet here. And once again, I kind of had a feeling this pick would be here since nobody watches Game of Thrones. So we're (laughs) going to go to the Game of Thrones fans again here. We're going to go with a dire wolf. And specifically, we're going with John wolf, John Snow's dire wolf uh, named Ghost. What is a dire wolf, you ask? Well, I, I don't think any, I don't think anybody <laughs> asked. I, <don't laughs> know. I thought I heard somebody. So a direwolf is basically a, a wolf on steroids. It's like a, a prehistoric wolf.
3: We're talking like a werewolf type. Wolf. Yeah,
0: like he would literally eat Comet and Lassie for for a snack and still be hungry.
2: Sounds safe to have in the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: However, they are very loyal, Ryan, so I feel very uh, confident with my dire wolf by my side. And How would
3: Bob Vance do against the dire wolf?
0: He would not fare very well. <laughs> He'd keep it cool, though. His best bet would be to hide in their refrigerator, and they are uh, silent attackers. You, you never know where they are or how they're going to get you until they bite your face off. So, yeah, dire wolf. I feel really good about this uh, pick, and hopefully the Game of Thrones fans out there will vote for me.
5: All right, that's awesome. That's all of our picks for the day. If you want to, log on to commonpod.com and check out everybody's bunker and see who you think is in the lead right now.
2: All right, so as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we ended episode five on on a a little bit of a heavier note. It was a great note, a, a vulnerable moment with Lance and Timmy. And uh, so it really got us thinking about our early days as dads, and I mean, there's so many emotions that come with that, there's excitement, confusion, joy, anxiety, I mean, it's just a full gamut of emotions that we feel as dads, and so there's a lot of great stories that come from that, and so today, we just thought it'd be fun to relive some of those moments, you know, from you know, the way to the hospital, the, the, the days leading up to that, all the way through our first you know, few weeks and months at home. So Adam, I know you and Julia have a pretty crazy story, so why don't you start us out?
4: When uh, my wife and I first had our first child, or got pregnant with our first child, um, she was absolutely convinced that she wanted to go natural. So no drugs, uh, still in a hospital, but no drugs or anything like that. So we hired a doula, and a doula is a person who basically assists in the natural delivery they come to your house when it's time they help you get through the contractions and stuff and then when it's time to go to the hospital they're supposed to say it's time to go to the hospital she starts having labor pains and everything and you know we're i'm timing them and you know it's the first kid everything's really scary at that time um the doula shows up Dula oblongata <laughs> that's all i could think i knew y'all wanted to <laughs> yeah. so i wouldn't do it so for bad. you uh, so she shows up and of course i'm ready this is about 8 30 at night on a saturday night when she shows up and i'm ready to go to the hospital right then she's like well let's 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 wait a little bit so we wait and probably and, and her and she had already started like her water had already started to kind of break it wasn't like a a gush like I kind of expected, it was like a slow leak. You basically, wait, you were waiting for the Hoover Dam. Yeah, exactly. So basically, her water started to break when the when the girl got there. She she evaluated, said, "Yeah, it's okay. Let, let's let's let it go a little bit longer." Uh, so about an hour later, two hours later, again, I'm my I'm just itching i'm like it's time to go to the hospital right now let's just wait a little bit longer a little bit longer
5: is she like thinking you're about to set up a kiddie pool in the living room and, <laughs> <I think so. laughs> and do this thing there or in what?
4: hindsight i think so uh so fast forward to about three o'clock in the morning and why
3: is it always in the dead of night uh, same thing here i don't know what the deal is
4: well i'll get to that in a second okay i agree with that but i'll get to it in a second I'm itching at this point, and I'd gotten to the point where I was going to stop asking, and I was literally going to tell her, We are going to the hospital. So she said, Okay, let me check her real quick, and then we'll let you know. So she checks her and she comes back. She goes, I'll never forget the words that she came out of her mouth. She said, You may want to think about going to the hospital, which was a mile away. You know, we were going to the hospital that we were going to go to was about 20 minutes away downtown. And she recommends maybe we should think about going to the hospitals right down the street. And so I'm furious because I'm like, I freaking told you we needed to go. So, I mean, I'm, 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 then I go into warp mode. I'm throwing crap in the car. We take off. And from our house, there are three hospitals. There's one a mile away. There's one that's halfway and there's one that's the ultimate one that we want to go to.
3: So would these be the grades of hospital you wouldn't want to exactly, go to? That's yes. exactly right. Yes, uh, We
4: definitely did not want to have it at the one that was a, a mile away. Uh, so we get in the car. It's 3.30 in the morning. As nervous as I was, I was also excited because I was like, man, this is the moment that I've been waiting for my whole life. Finally, I can speed without <laughs> any concern or regret. You know, it's like there's no cop that's going to convict you for speeding right. when your wife is literally going right. into labor.
3: You might get the blue light treatment. Yeah. Like, Just follow me, dude.
4: Oh, so excited. Yeah. But so nervous. Uh, we got to close to the first hospital that was a mile away.
5: Does the doula ride with you in this situation? No. Is she in the car or is she following? I think I left ride. her at the
4: house. And, and not only that, it was like another hour before she up at the hospital. But I, I won't even get into all that. So we get a mile down the road to the first hospital. I said, are you okay? She said, "Yep, yeah, I'm good. All right, keep going. All right. So we get almost to the midway point. I said, are you good? I mean, dude, she's like huffing and puffing at this point. Like this baby's coming. She's squeezing my hand off. This is like a freaking movie going on. Like I'm nervous and I'm going as fast as I can we get the halfway point. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Keep going, keep going. All right, fine. We get to the hospital, the hospital of choice. I pull into the ER entrance. Fun fact here, when your wife goes into labor, you pull into the triage entrance, not the ER entrance. So again, just like a movie, there's like nobody there. I'm like, we're having a baby. And they come out with a wheelchair (laughs) and I'm like throwing stuff. And I'm like, what do I do in my car? They're like, like, just go. I'm like, all right. So I take off. I had like a video camera and a nice camera and all this equipment, all this stuff. It was just all left in the car. All I had was my Blackberry at the time, (laughs) which which took fantastic pictures, let me tell you. So we finally get through the ER. They will us to the correct uh, triage center where we're supposed to go. It was a regular room they put us in. They check her and they're like, yep, she's like ready to push. And this room turns upside down. I mean, like stuff's coming out of the ceiling. People are rushing in, all this equipment, all the stuff is coming in. And um, yeah, within an hour and a half of getting there, our, our daughter was born so it was it was wild and she did it with no drugs
3: this is Kyle that kind of is exactly sort of what happened to us we we did the same thing Jessica decided she wanted to do natural I was totally on board so we we make our trip to books of me and as soon as we get pregnant we're like all right let's read the books and do all this so you know we read this book that's got all these different signposts that I'm supposed to be watching for. Like I've got my duties as a dad when she goes into labor that I'm supposed to be checking, you know, contractions and blah, blah, blah. We're red up on this thing. We've been practicing. We've been doing the breathing drills. We're ready for the championship game. We're ready to go. The night comes, same thing. We, we had a couple of false starts a week before actual labor. I was a little on edge, but everything was fine. She, she wakes me up in the middle of the night with just, a slap to my bare chest on the in the bed like I'm in labor like are you sure you know we've done this before blah 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 so same thing we had a midwife give a buzz the midwife she's like look this is how it goes you still got a long ways to go let's not get panicked
4: I heard that yeah exact same thing
3: yeah let's do the let's get the hot tub of water drawn so of course we do all that she sits in the tub I'm sitting here counting all right I'm gonna start counting contractions That's literally the last thing I remember was the first thing of trying to count contractions. I'm looking for the first signpost is like some mild contractions, but she's still okay and smiling. I've still missed like the first one, two, three, and four signposts because literally like 30 minutes later, she looks at me and says, I'm like in full-blown labor. I'm like, no, we hadn't had the first signpost. We're good. Are you still smiling? She's like, I'm not smiling. I'm like, okay. Call the midwife again. We're like, hey, you know, I think things are progressive pretty fast. She's like, look, it's your first kid. You're not progressing fast. It's fine. About 30 minutes later, she's like, I'm pretty sure we need to start thinking about the hospital, getting our bag in the car and all that. Okay, call the midwife again. Look, I think we're still a ways away. I want you guys to stay home another hour, count contractions, do all the stuff. Okay. And for whatever reason, thank the Lord, Jessica goes, I think we need to go. If you think that, let's go. At the time, we lived in White House, Tennessee, which is right on I-65. You come straight into
2: Nashville on I-65. Is that the same interstate that Adam took a dump on? Yes. Okay. I passed his, Opposite lanes, yes, for I, the I, record. I
3: passed a steam a guy pushing a steaming pile on the side of the road, and now I know what it was. Um, so anyways, at this time, it could have been the same time because it was when 65 was fully under construction. It was not the same time. This was like 15 years ago. <laughs> Did you do it twice by chance? No, it was okay. that. Um, Anyways, the the interstate was under construction. And it was a disaster. It was the cone drill. Luckily, it was the same thing Adam had. It was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. But they had just come through and raked the top layer of asphalt off. So there's potholes everywhere. Of course, I'm the same thing. I'm speeding. I've been preparing for this moment all my life. I watched NASCAR as a kid. I was ready. <laughs> so Rubin's racing Rubin is racing i was coming in she had a little nissan Altima, so it you know not exactly riding like a cadillac so after just rambling down 65 we got you know about halfway there and she looks over at me with just red in her eyes and she says if you hit one more pothole i'm going to kill you <laughs> immediately i'm like you know what i better not hit a pothole so i spent the rest of the time running about 80 mile an hour swerving miss potholes on a razor's edge we're about two-thirds of the way there and she goes one of two things have happened either i've just peed on myself or my water just broke and immediately i look over and she is wearing my all-time favorite pair of sweatpants that i've had since i finished growing you know middle school days i didn't grow long obviously (laughs) if if you look at me and i'm just like is that my sweatpants I don't know what made me think of that. I'm fixing to have my first child. That's and exactly
5: what you want to say to your wife after a yes, water
3: break. And, and immediately got the same stares I got when I was hitting potholes.
0: At least it wasn't your cargo shorts, man. Yeah,
3: this is true. Well, they were already long gone, so now I lost my sweatpants. I'm down like most of my wardrobe at this point. <laughs> but anyways, long story short, we get to the hospital, and same thing as Adam, I had no idea what I was doing, so I just pull into valet. That just seemed like a good place to go. Well, she was out of it so she didn't know what i was doing so i pull in the guy at valet he's like man we're having a baby he's like well, you don't need to be valet parking you need to be over there like the like adam said the triage slash emergency room or whatever so i circle back she's like what would you do i was like, don't worry about it he sent me somewhere else so at this point i'm doing great The lot's full yeah i'm doing spectacular with getting my wife to the hospital Anyways, we get into the hospital. We meet this nice older lady at the front desk. Oh, this is, at this point Jessica's full rage, ready to, I, you know, I'm enemy number one. I've done this to her, so uh, she's like, I'm having a baby, and I'm like, Oh, it's gonna be great. Is this your first? I'm like, Yeah, it's our first. Oh, you got plenty of time, honey. Don't worry about it. So they dilly dally around, and she's she's like, I've got a. She starts screaming, I've got to push, and this old lady's like, No, it's fine. You don't have to push yet. We literally it takes about 30 more minutes and we get back to the, the holding room, which is where you go before you go back to start your pushing. They're like, you got some time. So that lady leaves. Another nurse comes in. Jessica looks at her and says, I've got to push now. The woman's like, Yeah, you probably don't have to push yet. You're just starting to get that sensation. She literally was like, Let's let me check. And she does the, the under the hood check and she goes, Hmm. I said, Well, what's hmm mean? She goes, she looks up and always sees her eyeballs come out from under the sheet. She says, don't push. You're a 10. You're crowning. From there, they same thing. They speed us back, and it looks, not to reference NASCAR again, but it looks like we're in the pits getting a tire change. I mean, there's people coming out <laughs> everywhere. I'm just slowly getting pushed into the corner. I'm supposed to be there being a breathing coach, and I don't know what's going on come to find out her mom was the same way she had she had what we call precipitous labor where it all happens really really fast and from the time she had her first contraction to Emory was born was just about four hours and we were only at the hospital we didn't even get our families there they our families didn't even make it in time to actually for childbirth i was already holding the baby when all our families got there but she she basically we were at the hospital pushing for i say we let me back up on that because
4: she will do, rip you. Yeah, that.
3: I didn't do any pushing. I just did some breathing in the corner by myself. We were maybe back there 30 minutes before we had a baby born. So kind of same crazy story. The doctor later told me, he goes, if you would have stayed at home, you'd have been delivering the baby. I was like, yeah, that wasn't an option.
2: Catherine had c section so it's much more like getting a vasectomy. You right, it's <laughs> like you schedule the time and you go in, but... I remember something. There was a lot of talk leading up to this, and I don't know if anybody else remembers it, but this just drove me crazy. Do y'all remember the term mucus plug? Oh God! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! First fully, time hearing. Fully know mucus plug. Oh, it's I. I I'm not. I'm going to speak unintelligently about it, but it's something that comes loose. Like when when that comes loose, you know it's about time. I don't know if that's when the water breaks or if it's something separate. Well, it's before. It's that. before. Yeah. But I I couldn't help but just grasp onto that term. I'm thinking... Is that the sexiest thing your wife ever said to you? I lost my mucus plug? I'm thinking (laughs) we have put a man on the moon and we cannot come up with a better phrase than mucus plug. (laughs) Let's just name it anything else. I'm weak. I, I, I can't watch surgery. So even the name of that had me weak even going into the hospital. Right, yeah
0: man that's crazy i'm i'm honestly really envious of kyle and and adam even though your story was wild like mine was totally different because because like like ryan timmy had a c-section ours wasn't actually planned though like uh you know we we took all the courses and i thought for sure we'd be going through kind of like the stereotypical delivery that you would see in a movie you know water breaks you rush to the hospital and you know baby's delivered with us she went about Two days past her due date, the doctor wanted her to be induced because, you know, various factors, her size, and they were worried about the baby. baby was kind of measuring small. And so we went in to be induced. And the terrible thing about that, I'm sitting here complaining. I wasn't the one actually having delivered the baby. But they literally had me had us go in at, like, 2 a.m. in the morning, and then they give her the induction medicine to get, you know, delivery started. And you're sitting there just waiting hours for, like, it to start, for the process to start and so i remember maybe it was around noon or early afternoon now we're kind of progressing but not fast enough so the doctor comes in there and looks around he does his you know whatever he's doing when he's looking around up there all of a sudden he he stands up and he's like okay i just broke her water you did what like literally just broke like like he had his hands down there for and he didn't ask yeah, yeah. He, he did not ask permission. even I know that's messed up yeah. they're yeah. supposed to ask you, you ask for consent like you break it you buy it used to clean thing. out the <laughs> drain yeah. no means no you ask for consent so anyways yeah he just turned to me and said yeah I just broke her water you'll be kidding me like so like when the water breaks you know it's go time right right yeah they break the water and you, bro- you broke well his
2: nose And <laughs> <laughs> see that I would think you break water for like a natural delivery but I guess they do it for a c-section yeah I yeah. know well, they
5: were trying to induce and you had to do a C-section later. Is that what happened? Exactly. So you, you
0: had to do, or she had to do both? Well, it, remember, it, it wasn't a scheduled C-section. We went in to be induced thinking it was going to become normal delivery, even though we knew the percentages were small, that it would end in a regular delivery because she wasn't progressing. Then we had to do a, a C-section because, you know, Jackson was like, they were looking, he's like, yeah, he's got the head cone thing going on or the cone head thing going on. Yeah. So they were like, "We got it. We got to get him out." You know, he's knocking at the door, but the you know the door's locked. It's not. He's not getting out. Yeah, he can't get through. So change of plans. Had to do a C section, and I remember that just being very traumatic. I was in there with Timmy's mom, and you know we didn't we didn't want it to go this way, um, and and we didn't really know what to expect. Anytime you go under a serious surgery like that, you're worried. You have all kinds of worries, but. The crazy thing about it is, is, you know, they they roll Timmy back first, and then they kind of get me in all my scrubs and everything. They sit me outside in the hallway, and I'm just kind of watching all these doctors, you know, walk by and just just feeling like really alone, completely anxious. And all of a sudden, they're just like, "All right, we're ready for you. Go back there." And I'm just kind of sitting sitting down, and I'm behind like this curtain. But Timmy's Timmy's head is kind of I'm sitting down, and her head is. Like around my chest area, they're like, "Do you have a you have a camera?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got a camera." And they're like, "All right, it's about to happen." Like literally, I was sitting down for like five minutes. It, it happened so quickly, like the C-section. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. It was it was awesome, but it was just the whole process was just completely shocking.
2: The hall part, I can definitely oh. relate to that because mm-hmm. you're sitting out there, and you're thinking like they literally sit you. I was I was alone, and the, there was two chairs. They put me in, it and I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, is somebody come gonna come get me? They totally forgot. Who's you. the guy? Yeah, yes. who's the guy that's supposed to come get me? Your girl, you know? Whose right. job is that? Do they know? They right got now, some I, other guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was the fill in. I
5: had yeah. a, the same thing because Jess was a a scheduled C-section. Like we went in on a Monday morning, and uh, she had really high blood pressure, and so they told her to go home, bed rest for three days, and then come back Thursday, and we're gonna do a C-section. Uh, she didn't do bed rest. She went and she coached in the the state tournament, uh, on Tuesday. Not a, not (laughs) a (laughs) shocker. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, not a stressful situation at all, but, uh, uh, and then, so we went in or she coached for, for two days in the state tournament. Then we went in Thursday morning. Yeah. And, and, and they, they will her back and you just sit there in the hallway. And and to me, that was like the, the weirdest and loneliest. And then also kind of the the most exciting moment cuz it's like 5 minutes from now i'm going to it's going to be yeah. a completely different world and a completely different like situation two, for our family and, three, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was like the weirdest just few minutes to reflect and think like holy crap stuff's about to change i'm responsible
3: for another human being yeah and yeah. and
5: and and like you like lance said like you go in and and 5 minutes later you're you're holding a baby and you're holding your future and it's it's weird, man. It was it was it was the <laughs> the craziest it's trippy dog the craziest thing.
0: Daniel, I just got chill bumps after hearing you say all that because it brought back a lot of memories. Because I remember being that excited like you were, and I was literally sitting there texting everybody I know, being like, "Hey, I'm about to be a dad. I'm about to be a dad," and like it was just crazy excitement.
2: So what about I know we're we're getting into like you know the kids being born. We got to go back to the biggest part of like watching the delivery. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about it. There's got to be some stories.
1: Okay, this is Jansen. So my whole life is full of like crazy things that happened to me. So since Jennifer was in charge of actually having the baby, it went pretty normal. But that doesn't mean I didn't contribute in an awkward, weird way. To piggyback on our fertility uh, episode we had, if uh, if the guys at the table and our listeners remember, we sat in the waiting area for me to go back and, and do my thing. And I told Jennifer, I said, listen look at every guy in this room. I want you to memorize their face because if for whatever reason they mix up our stuff, I'm going to be really mad. From the moment we found out she was actually pregnant, that set in the back of my mind. Oh man, I hope it's my kid. I hope it's my kid. So labor's pretty normal. Uh, we get to the hospital, they take us back and you know, it was, a, it was like three or four hours and then she started pushing. Well, our doctor comes in and he's like, we're going to get the mirror we're gonna bring the mirror up so y'all can see everything that's happening you, you were but, all in I, I'm I'm ready I would have like pulled the baby out if he'd let me. you' would probably watch but, some YouTube videos this yeah point. I'd seen a few babies born.
2: Jensen's I'm got like, a mucus plug on his keychain right now <laughs> yeah, I do I do I got it in the
1: altoids box you know they're they've got you standing behind her and they want you to hold one of her legs back so I'm holding the leg and I keep getting closer and he's like yeah I need you to you know the nurse is like pull her leg back pull her leg back so I've got her leg back and everything's happening. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at the mirror, and then I'm watching. I'm looking at the mirror, and I'm watching. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a dad. This is great. He's coming out. He's coming out. That's not my kid.
6: Like <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hudson comes out, which is our first. We've had three. This only happened with the one. Hudson comes out. Looks like Larry I, I sh- that was sitting across from me. Well, yeah, I clinic. should have said this before, but apparently, like, two weeks before she was due, Hudson went ahead and turned and was in the birth canal when he came out his head was as long as like a traffic cone. He was full cone head. Oh, it was bad. But since he was down <laughs> since he was down in her pelvic bone, Some, his
3: whole face was bruised. Someday so, your son will appreciate
1: you calling him a traffic cone. Right. So when he came out he was like bruised. He was like <laughs> he was like purplish black color. I immediately thought they screwed up. This LeBron James sperm. Is, this is somebody else's sperm sample. It's not mine. And then everything kind of calmed down. They take your pictures. They weigh him. They do all that. And later on that afternoon, Jennifer's like, "You didn't think that was your kid, did you?" And I was like, "Why?" And she said, "When he, she said when he came out, I could see your face was like." pure disappointment and I was like well I wasn't disappointed I was just like shocked I was thinking I've got to raise somebody else's kid there's yeah. no way that's my child
0: so you were but, ready to get Maury Povich on the line right? yeah <laughs> I
1: was Bonsie Law whoever but uh, you are the father that. you are totally. but uh, so yeah that's that's kind of you know the craziest thing that happened to us our other two were pretty normal Ryan Jennifer lost her mucus plug at the Nashville Zoo <laughs> at the um, the flamingo exhibit so next time you walk past there
2: was it bouncing around like a pebble on the, gr- on the <laughs> sidewalk no, no, she, or what she went to the bathroom it's more of a splat
1: <laughs> she went to the bathroom and she came out and she was like i just lost my mucus plug we gotta go so we're <laughs> like but we haven't like, been to the elephants yet <laughs> well yeah so i'm like we this is with number three this is turner so presley was completely normal nothing crazy happened she even kind of looked like me when she was born so we're trying to get to the lot or the where our cars parked i'm like jennifer let me get you a, a wheelchair or something. She was like, no, I can make it. I can make it. And Hudson's like, this is the worst day ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, he was like, I want to stay at the zoo. How dare oh, you? You're like, like, well, we'll get you McDonald's on the way. And then Nashville is doing some big bridge repair. We can get to the hospital. But yeah, we lost our mucus plug at the zoo. So <laughs> when you see the flamingos thing, mucus plug.
2: Another time where I say that would only happen to Jansen.
1: The, the 30 to
3: 40 minutes we were back there in the delivery room, Two things happened that burned into my mind. One is we had this crazy hippie guy, like your prototypical hippie, bald on top with the long ponytail. You'd tell he worked on his ponytail for about 30 or 40 years. He was just this weird, he was a nice guy, but he was just your typical super hippie. He ended up positioning himself... Right in the hot zone. He was literally, and Jessica made comment to it later, like that guy was like right in my eye line the whole time. It's just, it was just odd. I mean, he did his job and he was good at his job, obviously. But and I'd, I'd kind of noticed him, but she's like, all I could think about when I'm pushing out our first kid was this hippie is staring down at the nether region. So
2: about <laughs> about ten. I minute, Polly Shore down there. Yes,
3: that's a good, very good, maybe a little older version of Polly Shore. That's a good good description. He kind of leans up and whispers to me. I'm standing by her side at this point. It says, the baby's crowning. You want to take a look? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, man. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. And then, for whatever reason, he kind of leans back. Okay, you sure? Yeah. And then I'm like, Is this something like I don't want to miss? You know, I I, all of a sudden he's got inside my head. The hippies inside my head. Is this like
2: like, you gonna tell him no means no? Right, you you know. Take a look.
3: Right. I'm like, man, am I missing like like a little
2: pixie? Yeah, take a little little pixie. pixie. Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? This is a dad. This I might only get this chance once. You know, we went through all the infertility stuff. I'm like, let me just, let me just get on. And she had already told me not to, not to take a look. Curiosity killed the cat. So I, I do. Right now, I see like the image. My eyes go up to the corner. I can see that image burned into my mind of a human head poking out that was whoo that was a lot but soon as the baby's delivered they've they've, they've got got her over there kind of cleaning her up she had a little bit of issue coming out so Nikki was taking a look at her hippie guy begins working on getting the afterbirth situation you know natural birth you got to get all that out make sure everything's clear so everything's fine with jessica
2: and he's doing that part you, of it i'm getting ready to say the weirdest thing i've probably ever said on the podcast but did y'all save it for your garden so here's where I'm getting to. They <laughs> ate it. Yeah. They
4: grilled it and ate it.
3: Hippie dude looks me dead in the face, just like if I call you and I'm at the store and say, "Hey man, there's some ribeyes here on sale. You want? You get you one? <laughs> dude looks at me and says, "You want to save the placenta and the afterbirth?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, what did you say?" He said, do you, "Do you want me to save all this?" He's kind of bag it up and save it. Like like I've just ate like half my T-bone and a guy comes yeah. by and goes, "Hey, you want me to bag that up and you can take it home with you?" I said, "I don't understand." He said. Well, dude, you can take this. Say so he said some people want to take and keep it. I'm like, why would you keep that? Looks me dead in the face, and he said, a lot of people make a stew out of it. Okay. <laughs> Not
5: oh, this yeah. guy. I said,
3: uh, garden, a, I thought garden the was stew. Weird. maybe yeah. A stew. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, like and you can ask Jessica. That's exactly what he side. said. And I'm like, by a lot of people, you mean you've probably ate this in a stew, being the only guy. And like, so, if you're not taking it home, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so you're not going to use <laughs> you them. You're going to eat that? You put that in a trash can. But I, that is, <laughs> I will never, and she even said that when I kind of told her what we were going to talk about on the podcast, she's like, don't forget the the stew guys. like, yeah. oh, don't worry. I can't forget the stew guys. Stew so guy. yeah, hippie wanted. What me. if his name was yeah. Stew?
4: It probably <laughs> is Stew. <staying. laughs>
2: and he might be listening. Shout out, Stew. And there are probably people listening that have done that and are thinking, you guys are idiots. Yeah. We're, and we are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: yeah. Like, yeah. Well, Full blown idiot right here.
2: Well, you got Jansen who's like wanting to get in and like deliver the baby and yeah. taking, you know, pictures all, doing it all at one time. You were a little bit squeamish. Yeah, a little bit. I shouldn't have looked. I'm like, he okay. I shouldn't have looked. I was like, I'm the guy that was like, you know, when you're eight years old and you think there's a ghost in your room and you're hunkered down under your covers. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was like. So <laughs> if you picture the C-section, you've got Catherine laying on a table. The sheet is about at armpit level and it goes straight up. I would say like. Two feet. And so it's like a nice little safe space back there. It's almost like you're in a little fort. And so I'm, you know, holding Catherine kind of up close to her face. I am down as close as I can be to the table with my head because I do not want to see over that sheet. I'm hunkered down. I'm feeling like I could pass out, but I know I'm not going to. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, you, you, like you're going you to throw it. Wh-
3: you got the white hocks. You're going to throw it, yeah. but you're not. Right. I got a little cold. feeling up. I got. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I'm just trying to be mentally strong. And then. I look over and they've got like a shot vac. It's basically if you're a man, you know what a shot vac is. Oh yeah, it's see through. <laughs> yeah, and the hose is see through. Yeah, the hose and the tank. And I look over. I'm it's hearing... It's not the, a craftsman. The, yeah. <laughs> the noise just draws me to it. After a while, as I like, hear that, zh- <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder what that is. They're literally. I look your over, kid out. And, yeah. and there it's, is, you know red i see red we all blood i don't know what it was but was a lot of stuff was coming out and i can see it swirling <laughs> around my tank. <laughs> and at that point i thought i'm not going to make it to see my child yeah this is i'm, it. I'm gonna be on the floor in, in moments but uh that's when i buried my head into catherine's shoulder like a real man would <laughs> Did some, did some, can you hold me while you're having a baby? I was like, Catherine, can you give me some Lamaze treatment right here? Give me, walk me through the breathing. (laughs) Yeah. After
5: those moments with with Jess and I when we were in the hospital, she, I don't know if it was medication or, or what, but she just was, was kind of acting a little weird. And and she, she'll say, you know, anything anyway. She, she's not going to hold back. But when Luke came out, he was our first. And of course, he's coming out of the, 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 the C section there and he, he's, kind of bloody or something. And, and the, the doctor said, oh, I think he's got red hair. And Jess just looked at him and said, I promise he's yours. Like <laughs> said that like in the room, like it made them, you know, question our fidelity or something. And then, uh, and then when, when Lainey came out, the uh, the first thing, she just looked at the baby and she said, oh, she needs a bath. And so I don't, I don't know why those were the first words that came out of her mouth. Both times were just, were just weird statements instead of like oh my my sweet baby oh, let me uh, hold the she needs a bath <laughs> could you bathe that yeah. before I yeah
3: did? did y'all have the uh the awesome dad chairs slash bed in the room too after the baby was born oh, yeah. like listen yeah. i get it that we're I like think the, using the word bed is, is yes, uh, a little loose. loose listen i get we're the least important people in the room at the time obviously mom and baby are way more important than me but dude it was like i've never been so glad to get home and get in in just my love chair to sleep, much less in my own bed. Here, what's, a, uh, what's a what's a love, a love chair, chair, Kyle? Well, so which which so room I, of the house is the really love chair? Heaven. Yeah, that's the room with a lock on it. The my bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's in yeah.
2: the love room. I'm yeah, sure. The love room. Yeah. It's like the interior designer at the hospital was like, "What? Give me one notch above like a nail bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever that yeah. is, <laughs> I'll take it." Yeah. Hey, did anybody like spend
1: the night and take a... We were at a hospital in downtown Nashville and it has the most amazing shower of yeah. all time. We, yes. It's got an actual like thermometer. Oh no, I didn't on get the that. Wall, and the water pressure about knock you down. It was fantastic. No, I didn't get that.
5: I oh. I can remember the the first diaper change. Ah. And and it was it was it was it wasn't it wasn't poop. It was the that meconium stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that that mucusy stuff and, and of course Jess was still kind of recovering from her surgery and so she was in the bed and I I was changing that diaper and it's like you open it up and it, it looked like I was looking at the like B- an an aerial view of the B P oil. Spill. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I think B P oil spill. <laughs> like, in, in the Gulf. Yeah. Like it was just the, the most the awful looking stuff I just had never seen anything like it, and I was like, oh, my my goodness. Like, this is – Something's wrong with this That's when you get kid. slapped in the face, and yeah. it's like, this is this is real life. This is what I'm going to be doing. Are they and all going to look like yeah. this? Thankfully, like, they got way better <laughs> yeah. really, really quick. <laughs> yeah. But that first one was like, man, this is – it's going to be a long road. So that's They're what happened with like Emery
3: with the NICU. She actually did that in the birth canal, which was, like, super dangerous because if she sucked that in her lungs, it could nuke her lungs. And I, But luckily, none of that happened. But, yeah, we didn't – I didn't get that pleasure because she pooped on the way out, so –
2: yeah, yeah. Your hippie nurse probably bottled it up. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like ooh, I can use. Put it that. in your stew. Yeah, that Some makes a good root right
3: <laughs> root oil right there. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Emery was extremely colicky, so we got home. We were get, we were on team no sleep. You know, they basically told us to you know try the the stuff called colic calm, and basically it's this organic root based. The stuff that has, like, uh, lavender in it helps them sleep. It also has, like, some charcoal in it to settle their stomach, all this stuff. So, long story. Sounds <laughs> Char- like it, an essential oil it commercial It, right it literally is charcoal. But, anyways, long story short, that starts working really great. Jessica gives it to her a couple times, sells her stomach. She sleeps, you know, pretty good little chunk. So, the first time it was my turn to get up. This is probably, like, day two or three or something. I'm like, well, hey, let me get up. You you know, you rest. I go in there like, oh, she's colicky. Let me bust out the colic comb. I uh, go in there, draw it up, and it's got one of those little rubber suction cup things on it, pull it up, give it to her, put her back to bed, everything goes fine. Well, like 13 hours later, we all get out of bed, and we haven't heard a peep out of Emory. Baby monitor, nothing. We get up full panic because we hadn't had any sleep, so we slept like 12 hours, too. We jump off and take off in there, both of us at a full sprint. She's fine, just curled up sleeping like holy cow how did that happen well like a day or so later she was colicky and jessica and i were both in the room so i was like well i'll give her some or jessica was gonna kind of give her the colic calm and she drew it up i'm like and it's in a clear thing i'm like something's wrong with that she's like what do you mean i was like something's wrong with it i said that's not what i gave her i was like i know that's a bottle though but what i gave her was clear and she said you did shake it up right i'm like well no i didn't I didn't know I was supposed to shake it up. So, apparently, it separates and all the lavender goes to the bottom. Everything else got... So, I basically gave my daughter a full load of lavender, which made her sleep for like 13 hours. So, about a week into my child's life, I over-medicated and attempted to poison
4: her. Hey, whatever. It worked. It worked. So,
3: I started drinking
1: lavender to go to bed. (laughs) When this goes live, DCS is going to
3: show. Yes,
4: up at the front yeah, door. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I learned I didn't do that again. But to yeah. your house in Birmingham.
2: Yes, uh, my name is Bob from Birmingham. So for me, leading up to all this, that one of the most stressful things had absolutely nothing to do with the childbirth. It was all about the car seat. Catherine and I, you know, spend a lot of time, you know, you research what's the best one, what's the newest model, you know, what's going to keep their neck from breaking if you're in a wreck, all that type of stuff. And so we did that for months. And then we finally get the car seat. And this this could be in the last episode of our conflicts of marriage. Catherine is all over me. She wants me as a man to take the car seat to the fire station and have another man put our car seat in the car. Oh no. And so we went round and round for weeks and I was like, there is no way I'm going to lower myself to this degree. I know what to do. I can figure it out. I got the instructions and that is that I am not going. So finally she accepted and we got it in the car and you know, guess what? The baby lived. It's a miracle.
5: And I know a couple that's done that. That's like, is, are they like, did they go through classes and special training to learn how to install these, or or is it just like, oh right, yeah, we'll put it in for you? Like like how how are they, how are they? Shout like, out to all the firemen. Yeah, firefighters. Yeah, I love firefighters. I'm super happy. But I, like, how are they qualified? More qualified than than we are to do that. I, I just I, I have never heard if they actually take special classes. That's or really what's all. Going they on. just
3: lift weights and learn about car seats and they're when they're not on a call.
0: That's a good question because, my yeah, brother's I, a firefighter. I know. I I I remember. I was kind of going through the same thing, Ryan. Like we were like, I'm supposed to take this to the fire parts to make sure it's okay. So yeah, we didn't. Needless to say, we didn't do that either. But I do kind of feel pretty dumb because I think it it took me about a year to figure out that it's a whole lot easier to do the car seat with the whole anchor thing instead of actually trying to like feed the seat belt like oh, yeah, through the no, car seat yeah. underneath. Definitely use the anchors, pro tip. But back to the whole being stressful about the car seat. I remember with our second-born, Theodora. We call her Thea. So she came out at about 37 weeks. They were really worried about her size. She was in like the one percentile the whole time. When it came time to actually put her in the car seat, you know, like the the car seats are almost like they're very sunken, like when you first put the baby in there because, you know, you have to have all that protection on the side of it. (laughs) And I remember putting her in there, and she just, you know. Disappeared. (laughs) She disappeared into the car seat, and I'm sitting here pulling back like on these straps to get it to come down tight like on her chest and like I think you're supposed to have like I don't know two two or three fingers like be able to like fit within the width of it but I mean I could pretty much fit my whole fist like in between like her chest and the strap and I'm like this car seat is not gonna hold her in there
3: we're going to, have to take the back way on. <laughs> yeah, Well, I'll just hold
0: her, Timmy. <laughs> but and, and you know they're they're screaming and crying at you, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And of course, they don't understand that when you know they're that, that, that little. The really bad part, or I'll say the really crappy part, is especially when they, you know, crap themselves when they're the, <laughs> when they're in the car seat, and you get them out. And it's the crap that literally goes all the way yeah. up the back to the back of the neck. Oh, yeah. And you pretty much just have to like cut the clothes like they're some kind of trauma victim. Right. <laughs> yeah. It defies Oh, physics. it's traumatic. <laughs> Take them to the happens. sink, wash them off. you got to
3: disassemble that car seat to try to get the cover right. off to wash it. Yeah, it's a disaster. But all that being said, I love being a dad. It's the best. So I know, just a funny thing, Like we spent somewhere in the $700 range on our first car seat am not kidding i'm probably overstating that but we bought the deluxe model gold plated yes yeah with with jack we literally bought i've like, still got it like like this thing's good for like a 20 mile an hour crash but it's cheap like yeah it's our second one that one sounds good let's get that one yeah we're going for economy this time. It up at goodwill yeah yeah exactly it's like, oh it's still good for seven years yeah we'll take it There's nothing like it, guys. I think y'all all admit it, that my mind can still go back. So I forget what I did yesterday, but I can still go back to that very moment where I held my firstborn child thinking all the things I've done in my life have brought me to this moment. I don't deserve this. I don't know what I'm going to do from here. I'm confused. I'm excited. I'm happy. But gosh, man, was that not the most amazing feeling in the world, holding that, that baby for the first time and just you know, going home and just figuring out as you go and and just how much it bonded, in my our situation, how much of a bond, it, more of a bond it created for Jess and I, just the most spectacular thing in the world, and it's always fun for me to look back at that time in my life when I became a father, I always have a flood of emotions. Happy, sometimes sad, because both my kids are growing up so fast, and I feel like every day that goes by, I'm away from that first time I held them, it, it makes me want to cry a little bit. but. My biggest takeaway from being a father that I wanted to share with you guys was how much becoming a dad changed my relationship with God. I thought that I knew what the definition of love before I had kids, man, was I I naive. That first time I held her, I know it sounds cliche, but I thought my heart was really going to explode. And that's the moment I realized how how big God's love for me was. I can't and probably never will be able to wrap my mind around the fact that God loves me so much That in order to save me, he gave his only son as a sacrifice for me. We've all heard this verse a million times, but you're going to hear it a million and one because it sums up the power of God's love for humanity. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We thank you guys for listening so much. Keep listening, subscribe, tell a friend, force a family member to listen. And most importantly, know how much that God loves you. We'll see you next time.
4: That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. The denominators are Ryan Smith, Kyle Binkley, Daniel Knox, Jansen Hart, Lance Jones, and me, Adam Ray. Thanks to Chet Roberts for providing our music. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at commonpod. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-P-O-D. And if you have a question or a comment for our group, or you'd like to submit an idea for a future podcast, please email us at commondenominators at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N denominators at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.